The Small Town Business Podcast is sponsored by Visit Gippsland, the land of many wonders. Head to visitgippsland.com.au to plan your trip. Whether it's walking and hiking or cycling or driving, camping, fishing, drinking and eating, you'll be exploring some of the most unforgettable destinations around. Head to their website or get inspired by their social media. All the links are in the show notes. As a business owner, you possibly wear the hats of marketing manager and social media manager amongst all the other things you do. So you probably already know that people, your audience, love it when you post behind the scenes stuff, real stuff. But how comfortable are you with doing that? How much do you share? Are you holding back from your audience or are you building your business or brand in public? That's what I'm talking about today. Welcome to the Small Town Business Podcast. I'm Erica McInerney. Last week, I spoke with Amy from The New Red, and we talked a lot about change and the wobble and subsequent pivot. Well, today I'm doing a little pivot myself. Normally, I follow an interview episode by giving tips on a similar theme. But today, I don't want to focus on the idea of pivoting your business. I want to flesh out a concept that I mentioned to Amy a marketing approach that she hadn't heard of but was doing and doing really well at it. The concept is building in public. It's been around for a while, but as a concept, it's still emerging. And I often find when I tell my clients they're doing it, they don't know what I'm talking about. So where to start? Let me explain what this concept is, and maybe you'll have one of those light bulb moments too. Building in public is a marketing approach where people openly share their business journey, often from the very start. They share progress, challenges, and insights during the process of creating and launching their product, service, or project. In doing so, they build a community and they develop that community into their first customers by inviting their audience to witness, share, and often participate in said journey. It's an approach often used alongside crowdfunding And you'll start to notice that after listening to this episode. It's also an approach that allows you to test the market and test your customers' interests and really make sure that what you are creating is needed or wanted. When you build in public, you foster a sense of trust through transparency and advocacy through vulnerability. By doing so, you invite your audience to witness and participate in your journey, fostering a sense of transparency, trust and community. I'm going to give you one example that you can go away and research if you like. I'll put the details in the show notes. The example is Painter Jacket, a fashion brand in the UK that really lives and breathes this concept. Painter Jacket was founded by a young couple, Hugh and Becky, who are passionate about sustainable fashion, zero waste and quality craftsmanship. From the very beginning, their team openly shared with their growing community their brand story, the challenges they face, the failures, the successes. Through regular updates on social media, blog posts, and newsletters, Painter Jacket gives followers an inside look into their manufacturing process, material sourcing, and the stories behind each jacket. By sharing these behind-the-scenes moments, they've kind of skyrocketed their brand. They didn't wait till customers came to them. They created their own customers from the very start. But they not only grew a community of customers, they attracted ones who truly understood and cared about the product, who shared their values, 
who understood the value of quality and ethical fashion and were willing to pay for it. So one of the key aspects of Painter Jacket's marketing strategy is their emphasis on community engagement. They actively involve their followers in decision-making processes, seeking their opinions on design choices, colour options, materials, styles, and even letting them choose the next jacket to be produced. I should mention that they only make four jackets a year in limited runs. So this approach not only creates a sense of ownership for the community, but also ensures that each jacket released resonates with the desires and preferences of their loyal customer base. Another cool thing they've done over the years is to host an open Q&A session where they address queries and respond to feedback. This is super central to building trust. You probably know by now how I feel about trust. So what else? Well, this might make you squirm a little, but they even share details of their production costs, manufacturing challenges, and even setbacks faced during the development of each jacket. Yep, they admit when they stuff up. And they break down the costs involved and are clear on their pricing and profit margins. It seems crazy, but it works. Part of Painter Jacket's commitment to sustainable and ethical fashion is that they limit how many jackets they make, and you can only buy them if you're signed up and receive an email and manage to get one before they sell out, and they sell out quickly. So having a Painter Jacket is a status symbol too, a badge of honour that you manage to get one. A whole community of people sharing content across social media of themselves and their special jacket. It's a super cool story. So how can you learn from this? Well, I hope you already have. You can apply this concept to most businesses and at any stage of the life cycle. When you're starting out, when you're releasing new products or pivoting, and even when you're winding down. So here's a few thought starters to get you on the right track. If you think this sounds interesting or like something you need to do. Number one, you don't have to reveal every single detail. And you should keep important stuff to yourself, like exactly who your suppliers are, or patterns, or formulas, or recipes. You can be transparent without revealing your secrets. Number two, I'm going to say the A word, be authentic. You cannot fake this stuff and maintain that trust that you're trying to build. Embrace the vulnerability and you will be rewarded for it. Don't go into this thinking you can fake your way to success. There are just too many ways this could blow up in your face. Number three, you can't just show the success. As awkward as it sounds, people need to see the wobbles to feel the emotions that tie them to you. Humans love a good underdog or rise above the odds story. So if that's happening, give it to them. Number four, truly engage with your audience. Don't ask their opinions and then ignore them. If you really want to bring them along this journey, you have to demonstrate that you're listening and give over some control. If you're listening to them, they will point you in the right direction. They're your customers. Number five, be regular and consistent with your progress updates. Share milestones and wins, keeping them invested and excited. And number six, move your audience from social media to an email list so that you own the data. I can't stress this enough. Social media is great, but it's rented space. Communicating by email allows you to keep a degree of privacy and signing up shows a deeper commitment to your brand. The right email software will also give you really helpful stats. Now let me circle right back to the beginning of this episode when I said I wasn't going to talk about pivoting, 
But I do want to highlight something. I've worked with a lot of people over the years who have come to me to help them rebrand or reposition their business. Maybe a business they bought, or maybe one that they've decided to change because it's no longer serving them or their customers. They ask me, what do I do with my social media accounts? Do I start over? Or do I rename and reposition and archive old content? Obviously, my answer is different in every situation, but a general piece of advice is this. If you're planning to change your business, products or services, and you want to bring your customers or audience along with you, allow them time to decide if they're still interested. Involve them in your decision-making process. Give them time. Don't just sneak up on them with a new name and a new range of products. Maybe your business doesn't serve your old customers, but that doesn't mean they can't help you by cheering you on, by sharing your story, by referring you. But they won't do that if they aren't invested emotionally in what you're doing. So building in public can be done in the middle of your business journey or at a transition point. It's a pretty versatile approach. Now, if you haven't already listened to Amy in episode 18, please do. And then go over to see how she's brought her followers along with her from woodworker to artist to fashion designer. Thanks for listening. Please get in touch if you have any comments or questions. I love hearing from you. All my links are in the show notes. Take care. Small Town Business was recorded on the lands of the Gunai Kurnai, and I would like to pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Big thanks to Chris at Jetstreamer for production and editing support. I'd be talking into a tin can without you. Don't forget to subscribe or follow. And if you like what you hear, please write a review to help me reach more people. Thanks for listening.